1: all right, all you D-heads, you tuned in to another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. And this week for show number 41 for the week of July sixteenth, two 2013, we have all kinds of fun as we're going to be hanging around with convicts, sheriffs, and roadies as we have none other than MC Ganey stopping in here to the show this week. That's right, MC Ganey, a face that you know and a mustache you know, has been in a variety of different films from The Country Bears, The Mighty Ducks, Con Air, television shows like Lost and also Dukes of Hazard and many other places, and MC's gonna stop in and talk about his latest projects, working on those classic Disney films, television shows, and more, and share some special stories about those country bears. In addition, we have the D-Team back. Now, mind you, summer is here. It has been some hot days, so we only have some of the D-Team here this week, but we have Aaron back, who's gonna be answering all of your questions with I Want To Know. You email all those questions in, and he's gonna provide the answers once again here this week. And we have Lexi, our DT member from Down Under. As we're all celebrating summer here in the States, she's shivering away as winter is approaching in Australia. Yes, so Lexi's going to be stopping in here, and she's going to bring you a little bit more about our special guest, MC Ganey, this week here at the show. We have tons of news hot off the D-Wire covering the company, the Disney Channel, the parks, and more, and all kinds of fun, tidbits, music, magic, and memories that you've come to know and love. So as summer is here, we're in the heat of the moment. It's time to take flight, have some fun, maybe hop on the road with those country bears and let's officially kick off show number 41 for the week of July 16th, 2013. I'll be right back, LBD Heads.
2: Bear bands will play now in the good old key of G. Zeke and Zem, Ted, and friend, and bar named Tennessee. Zeke's twangin' on banjo and a tapping with his feet. A banging on the dish pine with a real old country beat. Zeb a song on the fiddle with a crooked hickory pole. When the spirit moves that ruin, he can make that fiddle go. Well, Ted is on corn jump. Now, I mean, that bear can blow. He also plays the washboard with the handle of the hole. And Big Fred's playing mouth harp. He plays it kind of sad. He never took a lesson. He just picked it up from Dad. And little Tennessee bear is a featured on the fight. Sounds just like a guitar, but it's only got one string. So clap your hands and stomp your feet and try to keep right with them. One short thing the bear band's got is real old country rhythm. Yeah, clap your hands and stomp your feet and try to keep right with them. One short thing the bear band's got is real
3: to Their dealings with pressed envelope to Davis and Kurt. Write down that power. They were the biggest group of the '70s. Quite literally.
0: Some of the biggest acts in the world bow down to the Country Bears. From blues to rock and
4: roll to country, everybody loves the Bears.
5: The reason I do what I do
6: today is because of the Bears.
5: They were always fearless, you know, but able to have fun and able to put smiles on people's faces.
3: Weighing in at an average of 800 pounds, the Country Bears were truly musical heavyweights. But for this band of simple bears, the weight of stardom was too much.
6: I I don't, I don't want to make the same mistake, for the same terrible, losing somebody.
7: It
3: brought them down with a thud. Coming up, join us for the story of a band that fell apart under the pressure of superstardom. And then came together for a triumphant reunion on the big screen. The Country Bears Out of the Woods.
8: get moving to tell your story. The bigger they come, the harder they fall. From the little acorns corns come, trees so tall. And where are you coming from? Where are you going?
0: city of angels. It smells like jasmine chlorine
2: and sweat. <laughs> Introducing the creator of our
9: beloved Mary. Poppins. Never ever just Mary. Now
7: where is Mr. Disney?
2: She's here. Well, Pamela Travers, you can't imagine how excited I am to finally meet you.
8: Would you mind? My name is Mrs. Travers, Mr.
2: Disney. Oh, Walt. Now you got to call me Walt. Twenty years ago, I made a promise to my daughters that I would make your Mary Poppins fly off the pages of your books. A promise, man.
7: I know what he's going to do to her. She'll be cavorting and twinkling. She can't beat the film unless you grab the rights. Now. Now, let us begin. Room here. Yes.
2: What kind of ideas? Constables,
1: responsible! Now
2: how No, no, does no, no,
1: that no. Sound? Oh, no, no,
9: no, 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 Responsible is not a word.
1: We made it up.
9: Well, uh, unmake it up.
1: she <laughs> won't approve Dick Van Dyke. No. No. The Lentis' house
9: doesn't look like that. No, no, it's
1: all wrong. It's all wrong? Super-califragilisticexpialidocious.
9: Stop! Mary Poppins is not for sale. I won't have her turned into one of your silly cartoons.
7: Says the woman who sent a flying nanny with a talking umbrella to save the children.
9: You think Mary Poppins has come to save
3: the children? Oh, dear. Mr. Travers, what am I missing here? I'm wondering what I have to do to make you happy. You know, you've never been to Disneyland, and that's the happiest place on earth.
10: No, 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 no. Well,
3: when does anybody get to go to Disneyland with Walt Disney himself? There he is! Where did she come from? Mary
10: Poppins
9: and the Bankses they their family to me.
3: Mary Poppins was a real person?
2: Mm-hmm. So it's not the children she comes to save. It's their father. It's your father.
9: You don't know what she
2: means to me. I won't disappoint you, I swear, every time a person walks into a movie house, they will rejoice. Don't you want to finish the story? The boys
4: have come up with an idea,
2: I think it's going to make you happy.
7: You didn't bring me all the way here to tell me that.
2: Oh no, I had a wager, I couldn't get you on a ride. I just won 20 bucks.
0: Yeah! It's Disney Blues. Disney On Demand
5: thought you were dead. Uh, uh.
0: With your host, Jonathan Johnson. What?
5: My dad gave it to me. It shows exactly where we are on the planet. Boop, beep, beep, boop, boop. Was this baby, we'll never be
2: You just tell the man
4: you want to go back to your mother.
1: Alright, all right, all V D heads so I'm back once again I hope you enjoyed the official kickoff for show number 41 for the week of July 16th, 2013. And with summer here, it's full in motion. Lots of fun things going on. I am very excited to have the one and only MC Ganey stopping in here very shortly here at the show. MC's been in a variety of different things as I already mentioned at the intro and I'm excited to have him stopping in here this week here at the show. Now also well, the show is going to be a little bit shorter here this week. I had a little bit of minor surgery here, so I'm not going to talk too much for the news, but we do have a full, full bag of D news hot off the wire. So with that said, before I get started, I do want to give you different ways that you can stay connected here at Disney On Demand. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at disradio.com. That's D-I-Z-Radio.com. There you can find our full list of past shows, our archives, current news blogs, and more, including our Lifetime of Disney player, with over 300-plus television shows, specials, movies, and more that you can listen to and just pass that day while you're sitting in your cubicle at work, at home, or just wanting to listen to that great movie to pass the time away. And you can find all of this at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z-Radio.com. Now, you can also find us all over the social media websites on Facebook at facebookcom demand. You can also friend us on Facebook at facebookcom Blue, and that's B L U. And you can find us on AOL Instant Messenger, Instagram, Twitter, and all over the web. Just search Disney Blue B L U. And remember, you can always get our free app, our absolutely free app. Just search Diz Radio in the iTunes Store and stay connected right there on your iPhone. So all of you D-heads, jumping into news this week, let's just jump right into it. And how about Disney fulfilling wishes for two girls with muscular dystrophy? That's right, smiles are made when McAllen Miller had a treat of nearly two weeks with her favorite Disney characters. Now these children had life-threatening diseases and they worked with Elegant Air to send the girls on a family trip to Orlando, Florida for 10 days of fun at Walt Disney World and many of the other parks. Now, these girls are stricken with the worst of diseases and Kimberly's 11-month-old baby, Caitlin, and Caitlin's father. Now, Disney continues to give these girls trips and everybody to fulfill these wishes, and this is just another way to bring that magic. What better way to spread the magic, spread the cheer, and help somebody forget about their illnesses and diseases by sending to Disney World? And I just wanted to toss that out there because, you know what? it is great. I mean, it is definitely the kind of thing that uh, makes you smile and continuing with that, also Three Lake students in the Orlando area were selected as Disney Dreamers and Doers Shining for the Stars for their good works. Yes, one student started a food drive, another raised money for a teacher with cancer, and a third rescues dogs and cats from euthanization. Now, the Three Lake students recently were named Disney Dreamers and Doers Shining Stars. In its 30th year, the program recognizes students who have a caring spirit, consistently demonstrate outstanding in character and lead by example. As they have mentioned, we all know dreamers and we all know doers, said Nancy, the director of community relations for the Walt Disney World Resort. What makes these students so outstanding and true shining stars is that they are dreamers who take positive steps to make their dreams a reality. Now Hall, who recently completed the third grade, started a food drive because she learned that one of her friends was one of many being served through a backpack program that provides meals to those in need. Now the nine-year-old wondered what would happen if food ran out. So she started a food drive and the drive brought in enough food to provide for seven families for that Christmas, Thanksgiving and Easter dinners, as well as holiday gifts, cards and families to use for the upcoming months. Now, there's also many other students who were involved. One had started a drive to raise money for her favorite teacher. Who is stricken with cancer? Now, these are outstanding children and can do nothing more than bring a smile to your face, help you understand that there are great people out there, and you know, you gotta give a round of applause. If anything, more than anything on this planet, we need to take these examples from these children and bring them into our daily lives as adults. And these three lake students were selected as Disney's dreamers, doers, and shining stars for 2013. Congratulations to them, and my hat goes off to them. Because seriously, lead by example, and you know, these children have just inspired me to be a better person every single day. Now, in keeping with Walt Disney World news, how about Disney Resorts pulling refrigerators from its hotels? That's right. That's right, Disney Parks and Resorts has announced that it has begun pulling the complimentary mini fridges from many of its hotels at the Walt Disney World, Disneyland, and Alumni Resorts due to possible manufacturer defect. Now, the only locations unaffected by this move are the DVC rooms, the cabins at Fort Wilderness, and the family suites at Disney's Art of Animation and All-Star Music Resorts. Now, the replacement of the refrigerators is expected to take four months. Or more by rough estimation. In response to this, the Walt Disney World said it will make available a limited number of refrigerators that may be requested in advance but cannot be guaranteed. Now they did mention that they are going to try to get this a lot faster, but you know, I myself, I loved having the mini fridges in the room. We use it. We always use Garden Grocer. We order our groceries in advance and have them there in the room this is definitely gonna affect a lot of people especially because you know if you're flying you don't have a cooler with you you don't have something that you can put in there so this is something that uh, you know hopefully they'll get on but if you are going to the Walt Disney World Resort in the near future I would definitely call them and see if you can get a refrigerator requested you know provide that for you now also moving forward let's talk about some gaming and a game called the optimist now I myself have played this game for, for a little bit of time here now, and I've been just toying around with it this week because I want to bring you some accurate information. In 1923, Walt Disney and his brother Roy founded a company that would eventually become the Walt Disney Company. Now, out of respect for that moment in the company's history, Disney's official fan club adopted D23 as its name. Now, with the company's 90th anniversary fast approaching, Walt Disney Imagineering Research and Development has partnered with Walt Disney Studios to produce The Optimus a six-week-long alternate reality game culminating in the advent of D23. So you have very little time to sit here and make this happen, but if you want to play it, I highly urge you to get on there because, you know, D23 is approaching and this game is fun. Now, the optimist focuses on a young college student named Amelia as she strives to learn more about her recently deceased grandfather, Carlos, for a documentary film she's planning on shooting. To Amelia, her grandfather Carlos was a great storyteller whose life remains a mystery. Her efforts to learn more about Carlos's life and legacy through his personal effects are documented on her blog, storyorbit.com. Over the next six weeks, players will piece together an imagined story of Walt Disney. Now, the Imagineers and other visionary thinkers and their potential involvement in a secret project to build a better future. Now, through this fictional lens, players are given a chance to share their knowledge of Disney often unbelievable story. For instance, when the Optimist introduced players to the Lott Family Construction Company as a fictional collaborator on Disney's exhibit at the 1964 World's Fair, players were quick to point out that MT Lott Real Estate Investments was the real name of the shell company that set up purchased land for the Walt Disney World Resort. Now, this is a great, great game. It's fun to play, it's very interactive, and I highly urge you to check it out. It definitely is something that is pretty fun, and you can find The Optimist on a variety of different sites, and you can definitely check it out officially at ARGN.com. Now, continuing on with news, let's get away from parks and movies and television, and how about clothes? Well, Disney Fairy Tale Couples Designer Collection is now available yes making the rounds all over the web this past weekend and even hinted at by disney store designer steve thompson is the first look available at the fabled upcoming disney fairy tale designer collection featuring several disney princesses alongside their romantic counterparts now expected to be an actual doll collection in the vein of disney princess designer collection as well and the disney villains designer collection the disney fairy tale designer collection is expected to be formally announced later this month and is going to feature couples boxed together with a retail cost around $130 per set. From right now, many of the images that everybody has seen is Ariel and Prince Eric, Princess Jasmine and Aladdin, Belle with the Beast, and Rapunzel with Flynn, Snow White with her prince, and the last, which is expected to be announced at the D23 Expo, exclusively with a lithograph or even a variant version of one of these. Now, also coming out with these is going to be a variety of lithographs that you can get as well for $30 a lithograph. Now, this is all the information they have so far. Much of the information is going to be released at the D23 Expo that is coming up in the next couple of weeks, but you can get a chance i of You know, like much like the Disney villains, which I have to say, we have a couple of them here, uh, you know, in the studios here, but also the Disney princess. And now we're going to have all of these famous princesses with their bows. So definitely check it out. The Disney fairy tale couples designer collection is coming. Now, since I was talking about the D23 Expo, how about the 2013 Disney Legends Award honorees to be celebrated during the D23 Expo in Anaheim, California? In Anaheim, California. Now, Monsters Inc. and Monsters University stars Billy Chris. John Goodman and Steve Jobs along with television icon Dick Clark and many other contributors are going to be inducted into the Disney Legends Award ceremony. That is right the Disney Legends Award program is a 26 year old tradition of the Walt Disney Company. Now the three-day event at D23 is going to provide a rare opportunity for the public to be part of the always touching and memorable presentation. It's going to be hosted by television personality Tom Bergeron who we all know from Dancing with the Stars and America's Funniest Home Video Now, the Disney Legend Award is the highest and most coveted honor, said Disney Chairman Bob Iger. Now it's reserved for the extraordinary visionaries and artists behind the Disney Magic. Now, the men and women who push the limits of this innovation and creativity to ensure Disney remains truly special. Now, the eight legends that they're gonna honor this year helped create some of the most beloved characters, along with exciting new worlds, thrilling attractions, and many other pieces that make the Walt Disney Company. They're also great parts of our legacy that we're proud to recognize and keep them true, Disney legends. Now, if you wanna find out more about this and many of the people that are gonna be Disney legends, including, you know, famed Imagineer, Tony Baxter, you're gonna have Colin Campbell, you're gonna have Dick Clark, Billy Crystal, John Goodman, Steve Jobs, Glenn Keane, who has animated so many characters that we all know and love, Ed Wynn, who we all know and love, from The Absent-Minded Professor, Son of Flubber, dar- That Darn Cat, a variety of different voices, and many others definitely check it out they're going to be at the d23 expo and there's also going to be a special coming on disney xd about these disney legends as well so stay tuned for that now moving away from the disney legends let's talk about some television and how about the latest that is coming and i'm sure you've seen it posted everywhere so i'm not going to talk too much about it but after the success of the high school musical franchise the newest teenage frenzy well at least that disney channel is hoping is going to be teen beach movie now coming up this next week there's going to be a variety of different kids that are going to be bebopping, surfing, and having fun at the Teen Beach movie. Now, this is a brand new movie that is coming that features Ross Lynch from Austin and Ally on the Disney Channel and a variety of other characters and people that we've seen throughout the Disney Channel series. Now, also... Let's just say that this is a franchise that has died a long time ago. I mean, many grandparents are the last ones to have this. I myself remember some surf movies and, you know, and some of the really cheesy ones. And in the 80s, they even had Annette and Frankie Avalon, who were always in the beach movies, together in Back to the Beach, which was a little shtick movie that was about beaching as well. So, you know, maybe this is a little tribute to Annette, you know, our lost musketeer over the last couple of weeks here, you know. Maybe it's a little tribute to her, but Teen Beach movie is going to be full of music, fun, and a lot of surf tunes. I know my children are really excited for this one, and, uh, you know, let's just hope that maybe it will be the next uh, high school musical. But I love the throwback, and I love that Disney isn't afraid to throw back with things, you know. Say what you will about Lone Ranger, John Carter, and Teen Beach movie. At least Disney is bringing these classic things forward to a new generation. So all of you d heads, we do have a little bit more news here. Like I said, I'm going to keep it a little brief. You know, I'm kind of winded. Had a little bit of surgery here this week. So, But I'm sitting here in the studio. So before I let you go, I'm going to let you have some fun. You know, we'll release the reins. We got Aaron with I Wanna Know answering more of your questions. We got some fun, some tidbits, some magic. And we have the one and only star of Con Air. Country Bears, and many other Disney films, including The Mighty Ducks, MC Ganey stopping in here as well. So before I let you go, I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is proudly sponsored by Pixie Vacations. And the agents at Pixie Vacations can help you plan your Walt Disney World Resort, your Disneyland Resort, as well as Vacations by Disney and many other destinations. They're knowledgeable agents that know very well the ins and outs and to help you plan that magical vacation that you are looking for. So definitely check them out at PixieVacations.com. You can also find that link directly on our homepage at DizRadio.com. So, all of you D-Heads, with that said, I'm going to move on forward, take a drink, have a break, leave you with some magical memories and D-Team member Aaron. And when I come back, we have a little bit more news and more coming to the show. Be right back, all of you D-Heads.
9: Higgity's I want your attention, Everything. We're packing to leave, come on, let's go! No, no, not you! Books are always first, you know! Hockety-pockety-wockety-whack, abracadabra-dabra-nack, shrink inside, very small, we've got to save enough home for all! higgity smiggity smiggity is more, in Cicero, you belong in the seas, alphabetical order please. Alica fez, Melica says, Melica says, <laughs> Diminish, diminish, dictionary, that word's in your vocabulary. Hockety, pockety, wockety, whack, that's the way we've got to pack. to figurus, figurus, bum, mahigurus, figurus, Uh Let's uh, start again. Pockety pockety wacety whack, hearts and ends and brick and brack Higgity is ficketus, bigget this mum, press the digitony up. If it is figurative, spigot this mum, press the Tony up. Have up there, hurry up, hurry up? <laughs> oh, this is the best part. Pick it this finger to spigot this mum, press the Tony up. Pick it this finger to spigot this The
7: ducks?
6: we well, the ducks?
7: Man, what brain did Jerk come up with that name?
5: As a matter of fact, I did. But I didn't have a choice. We're being sponsored.
7: By who, Donald and Daisy?
5: <laughs> hey, you don't want to be ducks? You'd rather be District 5, some stupid number? Better than some stupid animal. I'll have you know, Peter, that the duck is one of the most noble, agile, and intelligent creatures of the animal kingdom. But they're wimpy. They don't even have teeth. Neither do hockey players. Have you guys ever seen a flock of ducks flying in perfect formation? It's beautiful. Pretty awesome the way they all stick together. Ducks never say die. Ever seen a duck fight? No way. Why? Because the other animals are afraid. They know that if they mess with one duck, they got to deal with the whole flock.
7: Whoa! Oh, man!
5: I'm proud to be a duck, and I'd be proud to fly with any one of you. So, how about it? Who's a duck? Hi, everybody. This is
8: Pat Carroll. I am so glad you're listening to Disney on Demand. And as Ursula would say, life's full of tough choices, isn't it? No. <laughs> Don't forget, keep listening to Disney On Demand.
6: Can you remember back to the same the watercolor days that still run through your mind. Oh, I remember just my old friend and me running through an open field the way it used to be. The feeling that our hearts could just take wings. We could live out all our dreams. The journey there was Far away, but like a dream come true, that's still inside. Just take wings We could live a world of dreams Together we would sail against the wind
3: Magic. The grand prize winner, Cooper, and their dealings with pressed envelope to Davis and Kurt. Right Write down that. Piece.
1: Welcome to Walt Disney World's 25th anniversary special, "Witching You Were Here," starring Caroline Ray. Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse, Mary Poppins, the birds Bubble Nicholas, Hercules, Quasimodo, with Allison Jones and John Racer, two kids from 1971 who time travel through the 25 year history of Walt Disney World.
11: Ray. I play Aunt Hilda on the TV show Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I'm here in Orlando, Florida for the Walt Disney World Resort's 25th anniversary special. But I'm not here as Hilda. I'm here as Caroline, your happy-go-lucky, effervescent tour guide. So, uh, put on your mouse ears and let's get this 25th anniversary show on the road.
10: Hey D heads, this is Aaron with another installment of I Want to Know. As always, you guys have sent me some more great questions, so let's reach into the virtual mailbag and let's get started. Our first question comes from Jacob Nelson from Washington State, and he writes: In Walt Disney's Moon Spinners with Haley Mills, they visit some kind of island or faraway place. Is it a real place? Well, the Moon Spinners is a 1964 film about a jewel thief. Hiding on the island of Crete. The film starred Hayley Mills and the legendary silent film actress Pola Negri in her final screen performance. Disney convinced her to return to film, even though she had been retired for two decades. The story is about a young English girl, Nikki, played by Mills, and her aunt who arrive at the Moon Spinners to a less than enthusiastic welcome. The coolness of the owner is only outdone by the surliness of her brother Stratos recently back from London. But then there is a nice English lad Mark to make friends with, at least until Stratos and his pal take a shot at him one night. When Nikki helps him hide, she finds the Greeks are after her too. And so her adventure begins. Getting to Jacob's question, island of Crete is absolutely a real place. It is the largest and most populous of the Greek islands and the fifth largest island in the Mediterranean Sea. It is a significant part of the economy and cultural heritage of Greece. Our next question comes from Alexandra, and she writes, Aaron, love the segment, so many tidbits I keep learning. So the question for you, since the Muppets are Disney, back in the day, there was a John Denver special with the Muppets. Not the Christmas one so many know of, but a different one. They were gathered around a campfire, singing songs, and so on. What is this? Well, Alexandra, you've definitely hit on one of my loves, the Muppets. I grew up watching them on TV. The special you're referring to is Rocky Mountain Holiday, which was a television special and a soundtrack album of songs from the show performed by John Denver and the Muppets. The show has Denver playing host to the extended Muppet family. He takes them into the Rockies for an excursion that includes fishing, hiking, and camping. The soundtrack album was released in November of 1982. In 1984, the album was nominated for a Grammy Award for Best Album for Children. But lost out to Michael Jackson's E.T. The Extraterrestrial storybook. The show included such songs as She'll Be Coming Around the Mountain, Gone Fishing, and Home on the Range. The special was released by Sony Pictures Home Entertainment on VHS and DVD on August 26, 2003. And I'm sure by now, d hedge you know how much I love YouTube, and songs from this show can be found there, so enjoy. Our final question this week comes from Tyler Baxter, and he writes, Hope this one is easy, but I keep coming up blank. On Space Mountain at the Magic Kingdom, there used to be a loop of TV shows to entertain you while waiting in line. So first, was that Slater from Saved by the Bell? Two, what was the channel name again? And three, does this exist anywhere in the parks or online anymore? Hope I didn't ask too much. Love the show. Well, these are all great questions, and what memories it brings back. This is one of mine and my son's favorite attractions. After 1995, Federal Express became a to Space Mountain. The pre-show called the Space Mountain TV or SMTV was a broadcast from the future, mainly a news program interspersed with comical commercials. Some of these commercials were for actual products such as the space-themed FedEx ones. They were the sponsors after all. Three notable things about the video, Charles Fleischer, the voice of Roger Rabbit, was a used satellite dealer in one commercial known as Crazy Larry. There was a hidden Mickey shape in a different satellite commercial showed mouse ears on a satellite used for communication with Earth. And the liftoff sequence on one video was pulled directly from the liftoff video scene in the former Disney attraction Mission to Mars. There was also video scenes lifted from Disney movies, the black hole, and from the movie Tron. In 1999, Fastpass was tested here. This was the very first ride on the planet to get Disney's Fastpass. After its widespread adoption, one side of the queue was given over to Fastpass, and a merge point was set up at the control tower, after which the switchbacks were not heavily used, and the video monitors overhead were turned off. And you're correct, that is Mario Lopez from Saved by the Bell. He played a space captain other great characters included Ray Cathoid and Wendy Beryllium unfortunately it's not in the parks but lives on on YouTube when you search Space Mountain TV there's a part 1 and part 2 it was really fun re-watching it well D-Heads that concludes another installment of I Want to Know remember to send your questions to Aaron E-R-I-N at DizRadio.com and include your name and location so I can give you credit thanks for the great questions And we'll see you next week, D-Heads.
1: Hi, travelers. This is Space Mountain Mission Control. Please
0: bear with us. Your ship is being prepped for launch and should be ready to go soon. Since you're about to blast off into deep space, you probably want to know what's going on around the galaxy. I'll keep channel
1: surfing on our Space Mountain satellite and see if I can pick up a newscast for you.
3: You're watching the UFO Network. Stay tuned for My Favorite Earthling.
11: But there's only 3,000 nanoseconds left to get in on this incredible deal. This fine piece of jewelry features a gem found only on the planet Zirconium. And doesn't it look lovely on Sharon?
8: Hello, it's Crazy Larry here for Crazy Larry's U Spaceship
2: and Satellites. Hey, are you in the market for U Spaceship? I've got them all. I've got rockets, sources, thrusters, and boosters. I've got photon drives, neutrino drives, all right here under one roof. We've got explorers, scouts, vanguards, redstones, satins, titans, imports, exports, alien ships, all with low, low mileage and ready to blast off the launch.
3: You're watching the Blast Off Channel. 24 hours of liftoffs, launches, and laughs. All rockets, all the time. This is Tower, launch sequence engaged.
10: having
4: chicken? Uh, Get off my grass. (laughs) He was making a mess on my grass. I'm sorry, Big Al.
3: Yeah. (laughs) The original Country Bear tour bus.
7: Whoa.
0: (laughs) Wow. Uh, Oh, yeah. Pretty neat, huh? Uh
7: Uh-huh
0: here get the
3: place ready for the concert big al i'm counting on you let's hit it Rudy. don't you worry about nothing henry you just go get them boys
8: i can't believe
0: it. it's disney blues disney on demand
8: you hear that it's the winds of change
6: here's your host
1: jonathan johnson All right, D-Heads, I'm back once again. I hope you enjoyed that little break. And thank you once again, Aaron, for stopping in and answering all those questions that the listeners have with I Want to Know. And remember, you can always email Aaron directly any questions you have. And when I say any questions, I mean email any questions. You can always email him, erin at disradio.com. You can also find his link directly in the D-Team page found right there on the homepage. So all of you D-Heads, as we gear up, we have MC Ganey stopping in here, Roadie from the Country Bears. He's also been in the Mighty Ducks, Con Air, television shows like Lost, and also films playing Roscoe Pico Train in Dukes of Hazard. So we have MC Ganey stopping in here very shortly. So moving right along, I'm just gonna get right back into news. And how about somebody with a Disney obsession? Yes, Alexander Pera in Illinois was a restaurant manager who stole customers' credit card information to pay for vacations to Disney World. Yes, a Lincolnshire restaurant manager is facing identity theft and money laundering charges after a suburban Chicago police agent said that he stole over 50 50- Thousand dollars to pay for more than a dozen trips to Walt Disney World. Now Florida authorities say Alexandra Para made more than 15 different reservations at the Walt Disney World Resort in five months and took at least two Disney cruises earlier this year. Now as they reported, Para, who's only 26 years old, is being held in Lake County Jail in Illinois on $500,000 bond after being accused of stealing credit card information from about 50 customers and co-workers. Now according to the press, he was the manager at Eddie Merlin an upscale restaurant known for $50 steaks and a shrimp cocktail. Now, authorities say he used numbers from credit cards to buy gift cards and prepaid credit cards and use that to book his trips, hoping to go unnoticed. Well, let's just say, when you have a Disney obsession, that definitely is not the route that you want to go. We'll see how this story unfolds, but come on, we all love Disney. We all want to go there, but... <laughs> I mean, seriously, some people take it a little too far. Now moving into a little bit more happy news, how about Disney getting ready to develop a live-action Jungle Book reboot? That is right, we all know Disney's beloved classic, The Jungle Book, the animated feature that all of us know and love, and we even interviewed Bruce Reitherman, the voice of Mowgli from The Jungle Book, in our archives here at disradio.com. Well, The Hollywood Reporter has now said that the film Giant Walt Disney Pictures, who brought us the unforgettable sing-along animated version of The Jungle Book, and also The Jungle Book live-action with Jason Scott Lee, is now going to bring the live-action adventure together in a live-action version. Now, since the 1967 film which was Walt Disney's last produced film before he has passed away, they have decided to resurrect it, bring it to life, and now they are looking for writers, directors, and more to helm this project. I can say I, for one, am pretty excited for it, as long as they don't take it in a dark direction. But many people know that in Chicago right now, they also had the Jungle Book revival live on stage, and many other things. We can only see which way this is going to take. I think over the course of the next year... Disney is in a just a huge bind of wanting to release live action of many of its classics. We have Maleficent, who's playing off Sleeping Beauty, Cinderella, in the recent years we had Alice in Wonderland, and now The Jungle Book, there's Pirates of the Caribbean, The Country Bears, The Haunted Mansion. Let's just see where this takes us. I can say that I think it might be all right. I think it might be pretty exciting, and, you know, I can only say that as it develops, all we can do is cross our fingers, hope, and see. So moving forward once again... As we were talking about people who love their Disney trips, let's talk about another bit of bad news. And how about a downtown Disney shop manager stealing over $36,000 in watches, cameras, and more, the deputies have said, in Orlando. Yes, an Orlando man was arrested this last Wednesday after deputies say he stole watches and cameras from downtown Disney's serve shop when he was a manager there. Now, John Stephen, who was arrested, sold the stolen goods online. And his theft started in 2011, according to the report. Now, Orange County Sheriff's Office deputies have stated that he was stealing Nixon watches and GoPro cameras in 2011 and was selling them online until his managers at Curl's Shop in downtown Disney noticed them missing in February. They said he has stole over 66 watches valued at over $31,000 and 12 cameras valued at $4,900. He was fired before the arrest because he was suspected in the thefts. Now, he used the same email and password for his work and personal accounts, making it easy for the owners to log in and find confirmation of the Craigslist postings for the stolen items. He's been charged with second-degree grand theft of $20,000 and more dealing in stolen property. Let's just say, just seems to be going around right now that people uh, are enjoying stealing things, which is completely wrong and baffles me and It's just amazing. At least justice will be served for him. Now, finally, in the last bit of piece of news here, like I said, I'm keeping it short here this week. We're just going to keep the show, you know, fun, lighthearted, and more. As we have MC Gainey stopping in here very shortly. But how about Old Navy launching Mickey Through the Decades Vintage Tea Collection? Now, Old Navy has launched an all-new clothing line featuring Disney's most iconic characters, Mickey Mouse. Now, available in-store and online at oldnavy.com slash MickeyStyle, the Mickey Through the Decades collection includes Mickey Mouse and his friends in a rarely-seen art vintage-style tease for the whole family. Now, the classic artwork explores how Mickey and other beloved Disney characters have evolved over the decades. Now, shining the light on this unique collection, the summer tees are prominently displayed as the stars of Old Navy's center stage. Now, as they have released, we are thrilled to feature Disney's beloved Mickey Mouse in a new fashion collection and provide a glimpse into his history through enduring characters and more with this Old Navy collection. By combining Disney's storytelling with Old Navy in a relaxed, playful style, We've achieved a product that truly celebrates our classic characters and makes it stylish for adults to want to wear. Now, since 2009, Old Navy has been offering apparel from many major licenses, including sporting leagues, large entertainment studios, pop culture brands, and more. And Mickey Through the Decades collection is available online right now at oldnavy.com mickeystyle. And the shirts are fairly cheap. I mean, I went ahead and ordered a few of these, roughly about $14 a shirt. Not too bad, so definitely check it out. So, all of you D-heads, like I said, I am keeping it short. I have a lot of different things on the plate, and I think the medication's kicking in here as I'm recording here this week, but we have a lot of fun. We have MC Ganey, who is going to be calling in very shortly, and we have Lexi, our D-team member from Down Under. As I keep talking about summer and how much fun it is, you know, warm weather and more, I do feel for you, Lexi, as it's winter down in Australia, so... You know, she's going to bring us a little bit warmth from her own heart. And she's going to tell us more about our special guest, MC Gainey here very shortly. And we have a lot more things here this week at the show. Like I said, much of the D-Team is off as they're off celebrating summer here this week. You know, you got to give everybody that break so they can make those memories and make the magic happen. So, all of you D-Heads, I'm going to release the reins to the D-Team. We have our D-Team member, Lexi, stopping in. Next time you hear me, I'll have the one and only MC Gainey on the line. Be right back, all of you D-Heads.
0: he's a u.s. ranger highly decorated did a little hell raising when he was a kid but nothing serious he's defending his wife got in a drunken brawl and he killed a guy could have happened to you or me after serving the
3: last of his sentence Cameron Poe is taking the first plane home to his wife and daughter. Today's flight is a special one. We're populating Louisiana's Felton Penitentiary. These guys are the worst of the worst. I
4: see a lot of celebrities among us. I see 11 primetime lives, Live, Regis and Kathy Lee's, and a genuine 2020 interviewee.
3: What are you looking at, punk? Nothing. I just on
2: your cage. But one wrong flight.
0: Stewardess, what's the in-flight movie today?
2: <laughs> can ruin your whole day. Ah! What
7: happened? We caught the plane, man!
2: Welcome to Conair. Air. Gilbert 1, you are not cleared for takeoff. Ain't nobody on this aircraft gives a fly.
3: The issue here is how the plane is brought down.
0: Shoot it down. There are innocent people up there got a little girl to come home to he's been waiting
7: for
2: this day for eight years what are you gonna do what do you think i'm going to do i'm gonna it's time experience what critics call explosive high energy action Isn't that your a pure adrenaline rush the whole world in his from jerry Bruckheimer, the producer of the rock Nicholas Cage, John Cusack, John Malkovich. Where are they going to land this thing? How
8: do you feel about the blackjack tables? Get ready and buckle up. Woo! Hey! Con Air, directed by Simon West. Thank you and have a pleasant flight. <laughs>
6: Um, <laughs> Super califragilistic expialidocious. Even though the sound of it is something quite atrocious.
8: If you say it loud enough, you'll always sound precocious. Super
6: califragilistic, expi um, little, Um a little um the lee. Um Diddle, little um
8: Because he was afraid to speak when he was just a lad His father gave his nose a tweak and told him he was bad But then one day he learned a word that saved his aching nose The biggest word you ever heard, and this is how
6: it goes Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious Even though the sound of it is something quite atrocious If you say it
8: loud enough, you'll always sound precocious
6: now when the cat has got your tongue there's no need for dismay Just summon up this word and then you've got a lot to say But better use it carefully or it can change your life One night I said it to my girl and now my girl's my wife Super Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious Even though the sound of
8: it is something quite atrocious If you say it loud enough, you'll always sound
6: precocious Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious Oh, diddle 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 Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious
5: That's great. Good. Good. Well, that's settled then. <laughs> no, sir. You don't understand. I can't withdraw my protest. What? Mr. Ducksworth? you wanted me to learn about fair play and how to be part of a team. And I may not have learned everything yet, but I remember something my father said to me. A team isn't a bunch of kids out to win. A team is something you belong to, something you feel, something you have to earn and I'm not going to let those kids down. Gordon, I'm going to make this simple.
3: Are you prepared to lose your job over some kids, some
5: game? Let me ask you, sir. Are you prepared to fire me over some kids, some game? Collect your personal belongings, Gordon. Yes, sir, Mr. Duxworth. Thank you very much, Mr. Ducksworth. Quack, 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 quack! Mr. Ducksworth. Quack, 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 quack! Stop Quack, 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 quack! Quack, 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 quack! Quack, 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 quack! You may have paid for this jersey, sir, but you didn't earn it. I'll see you in the playoffs.
3: You're listening to Disney On Demand. This is Corey Burton saying, please keep your hands, arms, feet, and
4: legs inside the headphones at all times. Thank you.
2: Places, everybody. This is a take. What is that?
7: And one, two, two. Voice! <laughs> Camera. And one, two. Action.
11: Hey, d heads. I hope everyone is enjoying their summer. I'm all rubbed up because this is a particularly wet and cold winter in Sydney. I have to say, I'm a little jealous of you all. (laughs) I'm so happy to have been inside researching this week's special guest, none other than the wonderful MC Gainey. Michael, or Mike Connor Gainey, is a talented American film and television actor. We know him from movies like The Dukes of Hazzard, Wild Hogs, and even Django Unchained. But for us D-heads, it is in Tangled that we can hear Mike's performance. Now, it is MC Gainey's unique moustache, his height, and his ability to put on a threatening look that has led him to appear in many western roles and even as thugs. He once said that bikers, cowboys, and convicts are his specialty. Also, our special guest is said to have a rich, smoke-burnished voice. After all, he does happen to hail from Jackson, Mississippi. (laughs) In fact, his first name, Mike Connor, is actually in memory of the first Irish governor of Mississippi, his home state. That is lovely. We all know that he must have been acting very, very well to pull off characters so different to his real personality. Gainey once said, with a face like this there aren't a lot of lawyers or priest roles coming his way. It is great that he has such a down-to-earth sense of humour. I suppose that's all about the magic of Hollywood. Now. Ganey began his acting experience really in the 1970s, leaving the University of Southern Mississippi to attend the American Conservatory Theatre in San Francisco. Get this, our special guest worked as an undertaker's apprentice before he decided to study acting. Wow, talk about a career change. It was back in 1981 that our special guest made his big screen debut in the musical Pennies from Heaven. Since then, MC Gainey's career has gone from great to even more fantastic. He has appeared in over 50 movies and made TV movies as well. Most recently, we can see Gainey in Django Unchained, The Dukes of Hazard, Terminator 3, and Sideways. In The Dukes of Hazard, our special guest had fun working with some of his idols. He once said that the opportunity to work with some of his heroes, like Willie Nelson, Burt Reynolds, Jodon Baker, he loved those guys, so that was the big draw for the movie. These films are only the tip of the iceberg. Disney certainly is lucky to have M.C. Gainey as part of the family. Now this is quite impressive. Our special guest has starred in over 40 television shows as well. You will recognize Gainey from shows like Lust, Country Bears, and even The Mentalist with my fellow Aussie, Simon Baker. The list truly does go on and on. Each show that our special guest has worked on is something special, a true testament to his acting talents. This includes *Night Rider, Designing Women, CSI, Cheers! Days of Our Lives, The X-Files, and even Desperate Housewives. And he also played the role of Tom in the series Lost. For us D-Heads, MC Gainey lent his voice to the captain of the palace guard in Tangled, alongside Mandy Moore. Tangled is such a lovely Disney film, one that everyone really can enjoy. There is a touch of action, drama, comedy and even that classic Disney love story. It is a movie we all love and will surely remain popular for generations to come. It must have been such a fun and special experience to be a part of the Tangle family. Disney is lucky to have MC Ganey. Also, our special guest had a minor role as the limo driver in the 1990's Disney movie The Mighty Ducks. Now, who doesn't love the Mighty Ducks? Finally, in his free time, our special guest is a lover of jazz music and regularly attends the New Orleans Jazz Festival. And to further his interest in the arts, he loves to study Shakespeare. Wow, with such a cool style of acting and a talent for bringing characters to life, MC Gainey is one very special guest. Thank you, Mr. Gainey. Without you, Disney certainly would not be the same.
3: Takes in an unexpected visitor. I'm caught! I have you
5: now!
3: And Sarah steps into a world that time forgot.
5: This cursed house is full of heartbreak.
3: But when the curse returns, who can
2: save her?
7: Miss Lloyd may be in trouble. Where is she?
2: Avonlea, Monday.
3: The voices of Terry Thomas and Peter Ustinov bring to life the animated Disney classic, Robin Hood. After that, join host Dave Clark for a look back at the sights and sounds of the 1960s on Ready Steady Go. Followed by Robert Taylor and Knights of the Round Table. Tonight, on the Disney Channel. And now, our feature presentation.
6: For see these they sit by your side, dressed up in
2: a strange
6: disguise. They pretend to terrorize. When come out to socialize,
8: when come out, come out, come out, come out. Come, out. Come, out. Come, out. come out to socialize.
6: Ooh-ha!
3: Super. dealings with dressed envelope to Davis and Kurt right down that Does he have any distinguishing marks?
10: Something that we can recognize him by?
5: I uh, I uh <laughs> Yeah! He's got thick brown hair all over his body.
3: Uh, you know, I think I may have a recent photograph of him if, if that would help you out. Oh. He looks like a fourth
8: grader? <laughs> That's... Yeah. yeah.
5: Pie. <laughs> okay, you know what? I'm going to go to my room now, and uh, I'm going to stay there till I'm 18.
0: Lights. Camera. Action! It's time for this
1: week's Disney On Demand special guest. Alright all, right, all of you Disney fans out there, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. And each week as we take you down that magical memories that trip uh, all the family films and television and all the things you've come to know and love... We have a very special guest here with you this week, somebody that is no stranger. Even if you don't recognize the name right offhand, you recognize the face. You've seen him in everything from Con Air, the Mighty Ducks, Are We There Yet, the Dukes of Hazzard, Country Bears. You have seen him everywhere. We're welcoming MC Ganey here to the show. Welcome to Disney On Demand. Well, good morning,
4: Disney fans.
1: You know, it is our pleasure having you on. I mean, uh, you know, it's one of those people where, you know, every time I'm turning the channel I'm seeing you and, you know, just the other night I'm sitting there with the wife, Conair's on, and I'm like, There's MC again. Yeah, Conair. They never get
4: tired of running Conair. My wife says there should be a Con Air channel. <laughs> so it's like uh, like serious radio, like serious TV. You could just watch it whenever you need to.
1: <laughs> well, you know, it is our pleasure having you on the show and you know, you have a resume that just spans Everything from, you know, tons of television appearances, Who's the Boss, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, um, you know, The Practice, The Mentalist, um, you were in, in Django. I mean, so many different things. I guess before we go any further, I guess what led you down the road of uh, uh, acting in this career that now, uh, you know, is, is everything that everybody knows you from?
4: what Jonathan and looking back on it I think every teacher I had all the way through high school said that if he would just apply himself and stop being a class clown and a show off he might actually amount to something in life so I was fortunate enough to find a career that allows you to be a class clown in a show-off and a show off and rewards you for such <laughs> I, after I was in I was in the army for 3 years in the 60s and I came back to college And I bounced around. I couldn't decide what was, you know, what what I which was good and what wasn't good. What I wanted to do. It all seemed boring, but I was determined to go to college and get the GI Bill. And uh, I had a friend who was in the theater department, and I happened to go see one of their shows and went to one of their parties, and I was uh, I fell in love overnight. I said, If this is if this is college, sign me up, baby. So uh, that's how I got into it. It just seemed like more fun than anything else they were offering.
1: Well, you know, and it's the kind of thing that has been very generous to you. I mean, uh, you know, with uh, so many TV appearances and whatnot, I mean, and being part of such, a, you know, huge cult shows like Lost and whatnot, I mean, I guess for that first initial break, that moment uh, way back in time uh, when you got that first uh, that first uh, glimpse of, of getting a job, uh, was it one of those things where you looked back and you're like, Wow, uh, that was definitely different than where I am today.
4: Yeah, I don't know that it's that much different than where I am today. Uh, in all honesty, the first time I ever had that feeling, that wonderful, I've got a job acting feeling was actually in the theater in San Francisco. I was the last McMurphy, uh, last R.P. McMurphy in the, the stage production of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest that predated the movie by a number of years and was, I mean, it ran for about seven or eight years, a very successful show in North Beach of San Francisco. And the first night I went on is R.P. McMurphy. The, I knew then that this is what a great, uh, this is what a great part can do for you. The, the audience was just, they loved the play. They loved me in the play. And that was, that was very intoxicating. So I was in the theater for about 10 years before I ever did any, anything for a camera. I came to Hollywood, and I had a resume that contained some of the you know great greatest parts ever written in the English language theater, and they took one look at that and one look at me and said, give him a gun. So I went, <laughs> overnight, I went from being a, an intellectual, uh, sophisticated, sensitive, theatrical actor to being a gun-toting maniac. And, you know, at first, I was a little off-put by that, you know, but it was so much fun. You know, back in the... Back in the late 70s early 80s, all the TV shows around were all, they needed a new gang of goons every week. Knight Rider, T.J. Hooker, Simon & Simon, the A-Team, every week they had to have a new gang of goons. So I worked my way up from the third goon to the second goon to the first goon to the boss goon. And, uh, you know, it was a lot of fun. Robbed a lot of banks and stage coaches, kidnapped, poisoned wells, burned down barns, rustled cattle, kidnap people i mean I, just an honest face you know what i'm saying <laughs> well, and yeah. a lot of that i did for disney which is really which really is funny I, when i came to hollywood i did not see myself as uh, being a disney player and a lot of people would be surprised to know as you obviously do uh how many disney movies i've done from the uh, meet the deals to the mighty ducks to the country bears uh, you know, I, I, Disney's been my second home in town and into Rougher fare as well, like Con Air and Wild Hogs and, and Lost. I mean, all of these were all, all one way or another Disney projects.
1: Definitely. You know, and that's the kind of thing where you said you went from being a gun-toting guy and, uh, you know, being part of the company. Disney has so many different facets and levels of, you know, for all ages. But I guess, how was it when you went from being this gun toting guy to something like the Country Bears, where you know, you know, like myself, you know, I have four kids, they sit down, they watch it, and they love it, and uh, you know, how was it going to that kind of more uh, family friendly kind of thing? Is it is it a big change?
4: You know what, Jonathan, it was a delight and a, and a wonderful feeling, and not just because it's family uh, friendly, but because it's MC friendly. You know, it's like <laughs> I feel. Pardon me. I I I. You know, I I can reach down and be the mad guy, the guy with the gun, the bully, the intimidator. I can do that. But it's much more fun to find the child inside yourself. You know, for instance, in the country bears, I'm sure you recall, the bears all have human problems. They're heartbroken. They're addicted. They are whatever they are. They were a rock and roll band of bears. And I'm a human being. And so I wanted to be a bear. So I tried to make turn my character into a bear. (laughs) <laughs> While the bears were all acting like people, and uh you know to it's just it's fun to do that that's silliness and it's just fun and it doesn't really doesn't feel like working when you have to go in and shoot somebody or rob a bank that's working, but that just being silly and fun it's uh it's a lot more fun well, so for me, it was very satisfying to be able to try to get in touch with something human and, and warm and and fun loving inside myself rather than just being the Angry guy with a gun.
1: Well, you know, and it would be hard for you to be the angry guy with a gun with a nice leather jacket with frills on it being roadie.
4: Yeah. Well, that is true, too. But you know what? I found that if you have to drive through the LA traffic to get to the studio in the morning, you can be the angry guy with or without the gun. That's not a problem. <laughs> There's plenty of food. Plenty of food for your anger. But it's, it's somehow it's just a lot more fun when you get there and know that you're going to put on a funny wig and you're going to carry a chicken under your arm and act with these incredible bears. I and mean, these bears on the country bears were unbelievable. It, it's not just as I'm sure you are well. I know I'm not telling you anything you don't already know, but I just think it bears commenting on. The bears were not just people in bear suits. Their heads were computers. They, when you looked at their heads, it wasn't really their head wasn't inside it. It was sitting on top of their head, and the computer was operated by a team of computer operators and, and who made the bears' faces do what they did for instance there were like 19 motors around each eye built into the head wow. so the people operating the head could control those motors and could make all those expressions I mean I, listen after a couple of weeks I thought the bears were real bears you know I looked <laughs> in their eyes and their expressions were so sweet they were much more human than, than some stars I've worked with
1: well I guess uh, with that uh, is there any bear that was your favorite on that set
4: Oh, absolutely. Trixie. (laughs) Trixie was a little, the beautiful little golden bear. She was so sweet. In fact, I think my wife was more than a little bit jealous of Trixie because uh, Trixie was so flirty and was so beautiful. And, uh, yeah, so I would say Trixie was my favorite there.
1: <laughs> well, I guess, uh, you know, moving on from the Country Bears and many other things you've done, like you said, you know, Con Air, which is constantly getting airplay lately, um, you know, being that kind of role, um, you know, taking it down that action, action way, I guess you could say, you know, being in that kind of film. How is it when you're flipping through the channels and you see a movie like Con Air that you've been in that is getting so much play to this day? Yeah,
4: I, I think I'm kind of used to it now, uh, uh, you know, it's gratifying that people still want to watch that movie, uh, be, mainly because I've done so many movies that nobody ever saw and that never play. I mean, there must be 50 movies I've done that have never been on television and nobody ever sees them. But the thing I like best about Con Air in particular is that once again, not playing the bad guy. When you look at, you look at all the stuff that goes on in that movie, I never shot anybody. I never slapped anybody. I never, I, you know, I'm just a happy-go-lucky guy flying the plane. In fact, I told the director well, the first time we had a gun battle, I said, you know, Swamp Thing wouldn't be out here shooting a gun. He'd be getting the plane ready to go. And he said, you know what? You're absolutely right. So I would then go back to the hotel and sit by the pool and look down over. We were in the Bonneville salt flats. Look down over the saw flats, and I could see all my friends down there having gun battles and blowing things up. The end of the day, they'd come back to the hotel covered in grime and dirt and dust and sunburned beyond belief, and I'd be lying lying by the pool with a pina colada in my hand. And uh, so it was. It gave me great satisfaction not to be a bloodthirsty bad guy in a movie full of bloodthirsty bad guys. <laughs> so even even then, I was trying to I was trying to make him a, a happy-go-lucky bear. <laughs>
1: Well, you know, and you were always playing, you know, like you said, you, you have this uh, track record of being a bad guy, which, you know, going to like Dukes of Hazard, where your Roscoe Pico train, which everybody loves the TV series and whatnot. How is it being on the law enforcement side, but yet still kooky, fun, comedy-driven, which you pull off well? I'll tell you,
4: Jonathan, uh, it, the, uh, I, I, was, I w- would not... Do an impression of the great uh, James Bass, who played the original Roscoe P. Coltrane. So you didn't hear me do any of that. Woo, Roscoe P. Coltrane wasn't—I mean, that was his thing. He did it brilliantly. I had too much respect for him, so I told them I'm not going to do an impression of Roscoe Coltrane, and they that was fine. They were good with that. They said, "What are you going to do?" And I said, "I'm going to do a tribute to this cop that used to harass me when I was a kid growing up. I thought he was the meanest small-town sheriff I'd ever seen, so he was my model." for that cop. I tried to make him meaner, certainly meaner than Swamp Thing, meaner than many of the characters I ever did. And uh, he just kind of, kind of floated along there, you know, with the big giant guns and the silver on his hat and the silver on his boots and the spurs and the, you know, he just was, he was a jerk. <laughs> but somehow he was a funny jerk. And I think a lot of that is because Bert Reynolds was so funny as Boss Hogg. And the things he did to me, the way he made me cower, I believe came across as being funnier than it really was. But, uh, yeah, my Roscoe was just a mean small town jerk of a sheriff, I thought. I mean,
1: most definitely, but you know, it's, it was like you said, it's that kind of role that, uh, people have grown to love and they love the TV series. The movie was good and you really pay, played it well. I mean, you made Roscoe your own. That's the thing. I
4: did one episode of the TV show. And I was just inspired by the people who were on it. The great Denver uh, Pyle was on there playing Uncle Jesse, and uh, amazing Boss Hog, Saul Book. I mean, there, and and James Best of Roscoe. There was an underpinning in that of comedy, kind of silly comedy, but you know that's what was required. And uh, uh, so I wasn't able to be as silly as that as Sheriff Roscoe, but uh, uh, gosh, you know it it just was so much fun to be working on that picture anytime you're working with Willie Nelson and Burt Reynolds you know you're you're in a good place <laughs> Those guys, in addition to being great icon, movie icons, and music icons, are just great people to work with. They're just great human beings.
1: Well, I mean, that's going to lead me to my, uh, you know, my next question, of course, in doing voiceover work. And you know, of course, in the Disney circles, you know, you did some voice work for Tangled, and you know, you have a variety of different things in your resume. Um, you know, working with people that's off screen like that. I guess, how is it doing voiceover work uh, as opposed to acting?
4: You know, I, I, I think it's. Uh... In, in some respect, it's tedious because, you, in my experience, I have very limited experience doing it. Uh, I was not in the room with somebody else. I just saw a thing with uh, Goodman and uh, Billy Crystal the other day when they were talking about this new Monsters thing where they actually put them in the same studio and let them play off each other. I did not have that. I was just in a recording studio. But I was working with uh, a, a friend, a, a guy, one of the producers, who was somebody I'd been to acting school with uh, back in the 70s. So it was great to be working with an old friend, but uh, I love voice work. I, I just don't get to do very much of it. But I think I, I think that I, I would love to be a radio actor, all things considered... I, I, I just love uh, being able to act and just use your voice. Uh, it Really, yeah, I found it very exciting. And Tangled was such a great project. You know, I did a movie with Quentin last year, Tarantino, and he told me that he had Tangled as one of his five best movies for that year. Wow. Well, I was little, I was, at first, I was a little surprised that Quentin had seen it, but after I got to know him better, I realized he sees everything. But, uh yeah, Tangled, was I think, was an excellent film on its on its own.
1: Definitely. You know, it's that kind of film that definitely, uh, it's going to stand the test of time with, uh, you know, within fans in the Disney community. And, you know, like you said, doing voice work. I could see you and your personality, you know, bringing back the old-time radio mystery and horror dramas.
4: Oh, man, I would love it. I would love it. If somebody gave me a job doing just a radio show right now, I'd be so happy. And as I I used to say, uh, one of my first jobs was a, a TV series they did of Stir Crazy which was a Gene Gene Wilder, uh, Richard Pryor film. They did the TV version, and I was the tattooed man. And so I would appear in every episode, but you never saw my face. You would just hear my voice, and somehow you would see the tattoo on the back of my hand, and you would know that I was the villain. And I thought at the time, what a great job, because nobody ever sees your face, so you don't even have to shave. Because <laughs> my agent was like, Let's have me get you a job where they actually see your face, son, okay? I was like, my attitude on this business has always been a little bit out of step with the businessman's, I guess.
1: <laughs> well, you know, and you know, you wouldn't be able to shave. Everyone has come to know, you know, your series of mustaches, facial hair and all that kind of fun stuff.
4: Yeah, I I'm actually clean shaving right now because I just did a wonderfully inspirational biopic. And the guy was playing as a real-life living person. And so he didn't have a mustache, so I shaved it off. And, uh, you know, know, uh, I, I don't mind being clean shaven. I just hate to shave. The process of shaving
1: is <laughs> well, you know, and you know. Speaking of which, too, I guess not shaving, but uh, you know, bringing that back to you know uh, Quentin Tarantino and whatnot. You know, you were in uh, Django and whatnot. How was it working on that kind of film? Because that film has gotten great critical acclaim. Uh, you know, it's a wonderful film, great story. You know, how was it working on that film?
4: Uh, you know what? It was it was a mixed bag. Working with Quentin is wonderful. Nobody has more fun making a movie than Quentin does. And uh, his crew is the best, and they all work with him uh, because they love him, and they go out of their way to be available for anything he's doing. And he sets a wonderful tenor. So the the work experience itself was great, but the material was, you know, very. It, you can slip over into being very depressing. We are talking about slavery, and we were shooting it on a plantation with slave quarters, real slave quarters that have been there for two hundred fifty years. So there was always that. You know, it's like a beautiful sunshiny day, but there's that one cloud on the horizon and you, you you know, you try not to look at it because you don't want to, you don't want to get depressed. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was a wonderful experience, but the material can lend itself to, uh, to being very depressing. It ain't, it ain't no country bears. <laughs> ain't no country bears on that plantation.
1: Well, I guess looking at your film resume and TV and whatnot, you know, going to the, uh, you know, going throughout all that, is there one film that actually is your absolute favorite to date that holds that one special place in your heart? That one, you know, that one film you look back to, and it's the one thing that you are one hundred percent the most proud of.
4: Uh, You know what? There's so many that I'm proud of. Uh, Alexander Payne's movies, Citizen Ruth, Sideways, great movies. But for me personally, just for me personally, uh, there's a movie I did called The Last Cowboy, which is closest to my heart. It's a modern-day piece starring Lance Hendrickson and Jenny Garth, and it's about a father and daughter who are estranged, and the father's trying to save the family ranch, and, uh, and family, it's a ranch, but it could just as easily be a farm. And the bank's trying to take it away, and the old bank in town has now been bought by an international conglomerate bank, and, you know, it's really is a, a, a heartwarming story. And I got to play this character that is so close to myself, that it has always had a place for me in my heart. And the character I played in that, of the lazy, uh, non-stop talking, big mouth, uh, foreman, ranch foreman, uh, is closer to me than any other character I ever played. So it is near and dear to my heart. But there's so many of them. I, I mean, you know, as somebody once said, it's like saying, which is your favorite child? I, I really can't. Uh, I, I just feel lucky that I've been given the opportunity to do all kinds of things. I did a Disney Channel movie one time called Horse Sense with uh, Joey Lawrence and his little brother, the Lawrence Boys. And, uh, it was so satisfying to do something that wholesome. Because I grew up on Disney movies. I grew up on, uh, on, uh, Brian Keith as the lovable dad. And, and, you know, those kinds of things that to get to do one of those really, it, it feels really good. And it balances out all the prison movies and, you know, convicts, cowboys, and bikers. That's, that's my stock and trade. And once in a while I get to play somebody who might be a little more lovable than that. And, uh, that means a lot to me.
1: Uh, definitely. You know, and it's the kind of thing where I think we've, uh, we've all grown up with those Disney films and that, that thing that just feels great. And, you know, I, you know, I've seen a variety of your films. I mean, tons of them. And uh, in the most recent years, as I said, I'm a father of four, uh, I've seen a lot of your family-friendly films a lot, and it's uh, it's amazing how, you know, you're so versatile, and, you know, you can pull off any different character. So it, it really does stand the test of time. Well,
4: I appreciate, I appreciate that uh, that uh, thought, Jonathan. Uh, I, I really love it that you have all those kids, and you're always sitting around watching together. I mean, for me, when I was a, a small child, the... Uh, um, the Disney uh, Sunday Night uh, Wide World of Disney, or whatever—some blanking on what it was called right now—was a must-see every week. You know, and we'd see Walt Disney get up from his desk and walk around and start talking to you. And I just—I thought Walt Disney was was my grandfather. You know, I, I just—I grew up on Disney films, and so I, I always jumped at the chance to be involved in any one of them. And sometimes that's touchstone. You know, which is a kind of a branch of Disney, and uh, I, you know, I've done a Touchstone prison movie, and Con Air was a Touchstone prison escape movie. So, you know, the, part of the strength of Disney. Is- they give you a lot of stuff. They give you stuff for you and the kids to watch together, and they also give you stuff for you and you and uh, and Mrs. Johnson to watch together.
1: Definitely. Well, you know, I guess you know, going through your resume, so many different things. Do you have any projects that you're currently working on that you can clue us into? Um, you know, where we're going to be able to see you up and about, whether it's on TV. Yeah, and
4: actually, I have one uh, one that I think that your audience will enjoy is called Greater. It's an independent picture made by some people in Arkansas, and it's about this kid named Brandon Burlsworth, who was a, uh, a, 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 sort of a second string high school football player, but he wanted a college education very badly, so he, he was a walk-on at the University of Arkansas, who became a starter and got his scholarship, and got a master's degree while he was still playing out his eligibility, and uh, signed, a, became an All-American, and I mean, he just transformed himself, remade himself into a real football player, signed a professional contract, and tragically died in a car crash before he could play pro football. He is uh, an inspiration. He's well, I call him a folk hero. You know, it's like Rudy meets uh, Davy Crockett. And down in Arkansas, in the Southeastern Conference, he's a folk hero, and his family uh, are incredibly beautiful people and so many people were inspired by him in his life that they have made this movie greater and uh, I'm playing the head coach of the University of Arkansas and I have not seen one frame of it but I just have a feeling from the making of it that it's going to be a special heartwarming kind of piece and so I don't know when it'll be out but I would think it will be out you know Sometime in the next few months. So if you see Greater playing around somewhere, go see it because I think the kids will enjoy it. And you know, it is—it's it, a very serious piece and it's a very spiritually uplifting piece too.
1: Definitely, you know, I, I think it. Uh, from what it sounds like, is it's going to be a good film. And you know, you can't go wrong with independent films once in a while. You know, it's just they're always full of great stories and great heart.
4: Yeah, you know what? There's, it's such a struggle to make an independent film to raise the money to actually do it. Now, you know, that struggle. Is ennobling in a sense. You know, it's a, it's, uh, now, you know, people tell you it's a struggle to make a $200 million budget movie. Yeah, well, it is. But it's a bigger struggle to make one for $700,000. You know, I mean, everybody's got to want to be in it and want to be participating in it and and be willing to sacrifice on one level or another. So I think Greater is going to be uh, an excellent picture. And, uh, and I'm working on one right now called The Week of the Eighth. Which is a, a sort of an adult comedy starring uh, Rick Gomez from Band of Brothers. I know you know him, he, and he has he's attracted all kinds of really great actors to be in it for next to no money. So right now I'm working the independent thing and uh, and loving it. To be honest with you, I really I like the pace they work at. I just I enjoy uh, independent films and uh, and uh, you know, so I'm I'm in the no complaints section right now.
1: <laughs> definitely. So, you know, yeah, it's a pleasure speaking with you. You know, we know you're a busy guy. You got a lot of stuff going on. But, you know, it was a pleasure having you stop in, talk with all of our fans, all of your fans, um, all the listeners out there who, you know, have seen a variety of your different films, you know. Definitely. Well, I appreciate it. I'm
4: gratified to get the opportunity to do it. And uh, hold on to my number the next time I have something going around and when Greater comes out and you want to talk further, you know how to find me, Jonathan.
1: Oh, most definitely. It was our pleasure. And, uh, you know, if there's anything you want to leave for your fans, uh, what would that be?
4: My... I would say I hope you're all having as much fun as I am in life. Because if you're not having fun, you need to change it and get busy having some.
0: No, I've got your paperwork. Have you read it? You're not going to push me around. Don't insult me. Don't insult me. Money's never a problem. You listen to me. You just have to honor the correct price. You got that? What? <gasps> then go home, Toby. You make me sick.
8: I can't do this many leaves for ten bucks. Grow up, Toby.
3: Mac. Open internet, please.
8: Command unknown.
3: I think I have to research alternative specs.
8: Searching alternative sex. What? Listing. No, shut down. Barnyardlove.net. Funwithfruit.com.
0: Oh, snap! A softball pitch. You think you're good at this? Ah, oh! Get me a snow cone.
5: Wow. This is it
0: a road trip i can't get off work
5: come on guys what do we have to look forward to anymore in my
8: day ladies stayed home not the lazy men
6: in your day the men were busy building
0: pyramids
7: i think you all need this trip
0: this spring they may not know how to ride i gotta work on the fist tapping thing no you gotta work on the bike riding thing but when they hit the road They had no idea it would hit back. She is perfect. I wanted to say something funny, but all I could think of was black jokes. Please do tell. From Touchstone Pictures, they went looking for an adventure. (laughs) What did you do? Maybe I blew up their bar. Oh, oh I know that was bad. And found a journey. hogs, baby! They never forget. Never let life get too safe. Every now and
8: then you gotta slap the bull. This'll be interesting to see now that the bull's alert. Alert! alert.
0: <laughs> Wild hogs. What do we have here? Four men in the bed. Spooning. You fellas don't even recognize just how lucky you are to have each other Damn lucky Are you wearing pants? No
8: Can I talk like a pirate? (laughs) Watch this, matey Can you talk like a pirate? Says you, says I I can I've been talking this way since me birthday began you can talk like a pirate. Come on and give it a try. Avast, ahoy, aye, aye. Avast, ahoy, aye, aye. Very good, very good. Call me friends, be hearties. I call my pals, mateys. Call them golden coins, the bloonies, if you please. Call the deck of the ship, the timber under me toes. Lively now we go. Lively now we go. Bones. I talk
7: like a pirate, yeah! I talk
8: like a pirate wherever I go. Fill me boots with barnacles, blow me down for a squid. Jump in jellyfish, mate! to pirate's life I live. Strike me colours if I don't talk in a piratey way. Scallywags and buccaneers away, saying what I got to say, but in a pirate way. Yow-ha! Shiver up me timbers and me boats I talk like a pirate. Yeah! I talk like a pirate wherever I go.
7: Yeah!
8: Scallywags and buccaneers away, saying what I got to say, but in a pirate way. Yeah! Shiver up me timbers and me boats Talking like a pirate. Yeah! I talk like a pirate. I talk like a pirate. I talk like a pirate. I like a pirate. Wherever I go, I'm at the
4: pirate talking, baby! <laughs> hey, everybody. This is Lee Ehrenberg, grumpy from ABC's Once Upon a Time. You're listening to Disney On Demand.
1: Alright, so I'm back once again all of you D-Heads and I hope you enjoyed this week's show. It's a little bit shorter. The D-Team, you know, taking a little bit of a break, enjoying their summer, but next week we'll have more of the D-Team here. I hope you had fun and I definitely want to thank our special guest here this week, MC Ganey, for taking the time to stop in and chat with all of you D-Heads. You catch him in a variety of different shows and as he put it, you can even turn on the Con Air channel, or so it seems much lately. So definitely check out many of his different films, television shows, and more, and stay on the lookout for MC in the future with those independent films that he is currently working on. Thank you, MC, once again for stopping in here at the show. I'd also like to thank the D-team, Lexi and Aaron, for stopping in with your signature segments, providing that fun for all of you D-heads out there. They bring that little bit of nugget, that fun, that magic, and that memories... That we bring to the show. And without them, you'd have to hear me rambling every week. Thank you once again, D Team, for your segments. So, all of you D heads, before I let you go, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at Disney on Demand. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at Dizradio.com. That's D I Z radio.com. There you can visit our full list of past archive shows and more including all 41 shows here at Disney On Demand. You can also check out our daily blog with all different news, tidbits, and more. Hot off the D-Wire and listen to our famous Lifetime of Disney Player, where you can listen to over 300-plus television shows, TV specials, movies, and more right there on the homepage. Definitely check it all out at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio. Com. Now remember, you can also visit us all over the social media. You can find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. You can friend us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney Blue, and that's B-L-U. You can find us on Twitter, AOL Instant Messenger, Skype, and Instagram. Just search, yes, you guessed it, Disney Blue, and that's B-L-U. You can find us all over the web, the social media outlets, and more. Now, before I let you go, I do also want to remind you one more thing that you can always download our 100% absolutely free iPhone app. So definitely check it out. Just search Diz Radio in the app store and download it and stay connected with Facebook, Twitter, news, past shows, and more, and even interact with the D-Team right through the app. So definitely check it out. Just search Diz Radio. That's D-I-Z Radio. So, all of you D-Heads, as summer is here, as time is just ticking away here this week, we hope you enjoyed this week's show, our little bit of fun, our nuggets, and more. And next week, get ready, as we are going to be heading out with another very special guest as we continue with all of our special guests, our magic, and our memories for show number 42 next week. Until then, I'll catch you online, all of you D-Heads, and see you all over the web. Take it easy, and as I always mention, never neglect family for business.